Dave Moore on Today FM podcast. Hey, Chris. Yo, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm a little jet lagged, but yeah, uh, where are you? I am in my house. Actually, I'm oh, back great. home now. Just just got home from tour, and um, I'm settling back in. And where did the tour take you? We were down in Australia, and actually, on the way to Australia, we did one show in Abu Dhabi. Ooh, how was that? Yeah. Uh, we were there for like 24 hours or something. It was it was brief. I yeah. surfed in in a new wave pool that they've got okay. there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. the whole and then we went and played this crazy like gig that was tied into F1. So the whole thing was was nuts. Yeah, amazing. It just kind of just kind of flew by, and then we went to then we went to Perth and kicked off a a run of Australian dates. So that, and that was really, really fun. Really fun. Well, let me tell you, I mean, look, you're a guitar player. I'm a guitar player and collector. Um, I'm not I'm not as good as Chris Shiflett by a country mile. But uh, <laughs> speaking of Perth, there is a guitar company in Perth called Ormsby. Have you ever heard of these Ooh. guys? No, I'm not familiar with them. Are they no. acoustic or electric? No, or? fully electric. This guy, Perry Ormsby, he's just like a one-man shop. He's got maybe five or six staff. In fact, if I lean slightly out of picture for just one second, I'll pick up my Ormsby that I picked up in Australia this, this year. Look at that. We are fan frets. Wow. And there's a headstock for you. Oh, Wow. Okay. Yeah, now, I realize our, my listeners can't see or care about this, but anyway, uh, <laughs> as, as, as well, it's guitar nerds. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. I actually did get a really beautiful guitar down there because I did. Um, you know, we were doing big Foo Fighter shows, but I peppered in a couple solo gigs, awesome. and um, along the way, and it was just solo, like really solo, like um, just me and an acoustic guitar type. Of okay, solo, proper you know? solo. No, yeah. No. Yeah. No band. Um, and I should note that the that the gig in in Dublin and that whole tour that is not acoustic. That is no. full band. So no. oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I don't want to put it. I don't want to put anybody off. You'll get the full experience. Um, but well, when I was down there, you know, I didn't. My band wasn't. You know, I'm way far away. So sure. it was just yeah, me and yeah. an acoustic guitar. Anyway, I got this. Um, I got this beautiful. It's a guy named Tim Kill. Uh, makes these really nice um, handmade acoustic guitars that, and he, and he brought me one and gave it to me, and I played it for at the shows that I played, and and it was Amazing. fantastic. They there's a real like Australia's a trip, you know. They they've got like such an appreciation of um, just kind of everything tied into rock and roll. It's just totally. it continues to be this this uh, country and culture that just keeps pumping out, you know, like. We had a band called The Chats out with us. I don't know if yes. you're familiar with them. But yeah, like great the rock chats, and roll yeah. band. But like you think of them, you think of like going all the way back to like, I don't know, Rose Tattoo or something like that. Yeah. Everything in between. The, well, just, Foot Ninja, all, you heard of those guys? No. Check them out. Like, yeah. You know, it'll properly blow your mind. 12 foot ninja. Amazing. Yeah. Um, listen, before we move on to the gig, so I want to talk about that, but just let's keep it on guitars for one second and my producer will kill me for indulging myself with you. Mm. But uh, I asked The Edge... And I asked Brian Adams how many guitars they own to see where I sit as a non-professional musician, to see where I sit in this ranking. Thankfully, my wife, who's a very patient lady, um, she does. She likes to hear when other people have more guitars than I. Now, bottom <laughs> on the edge have five hundred. Okay, so like Ooh. they're way out in 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 front of the leaderboard. Brian Adams, certified rock and roll god, yeah. forty guitars. Me really works. Yeah, 40. Okay. That's it? That's what I'm glad you reacted the same way. Wow. Me, radio DJ guy who loves guitars and has played since I was 12, 80. 
You can, where do you, where 80 do you guitars? I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, patient um, wife. Where do you sit? Chris? I'd say, I'd say I sit somewhere between you and the edge. Okay. Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm guessing I'm a little closer to the edge, but I, I don't think I, I don't think I have 500 guitars. I, I honestly don't know. Um, that's it, awesome. Yeah, it's I I have more Telecasters alone than any person should have total guitars. You wow. Know I mean? um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's it's a lot. It's it is a funny thing with guitars because you never. I don't think you ever like you're never done. No, buying, people always ask me, know? Like, "Why do you need so many? Can you not just have one?" I'm like, you don't understand. It's not about the one. It's yeah. It's about amassing this. Collect now. I would. I would point out. My wife looks at me and she goes, "Don't you have like thirty-five ones that say Ibanez on them?" And I'm like, "Yeah, but like they're all slightly different." Right. Yeah. They all do a little <laughs> bit of it. I mean, you could really get away with having like a Telly, a Strat, a uh, Les Paul, a, a Les Paul, a Gibson Chet Atkins. I, I would have you to probably have leave some it at kind that, of pointy you know? Japanese thing. I, I would definitely need that for my taste. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, it's not Japanese, but it is pointy. I, I got at the beginning of this tour cycle, like back in, I don't know, early summer, late spring, I, I mm. bought and I've been looking for this thing for years. And it was one of those like bucket list guitars then i would just periodically look around on reverb and stuff and 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 you don't you don't see the vintage ones all that often there are lots of like current ones but i finally bought an 81 bc rich mockingbird you didn't Um, i did and it had some electronic issues so i got it tend to played it for one gig and then sent it off uh to bc rich who who took care of it and and like went (laughs) deep dive like got it like up to snuff oh wow. and it just came back and i just worked it into the into the into the fold on this That's last amazing. run of shows and was playing it a bunch and uh and it's funny it's like i've never got such a reaction to guitars from like um uh, from fans as i get like dms from people every day like what was that crazy was looking that? thing you were playing I'm like, what do you mean? Does not everybody pine after? Just like, is it is it not everybody's dream to be Joe Perry in 1978? Exactly. I was going to say it probably depends on your age, and it probably depends on the kind of rock and roll or metal you grew up with. But yeah, I would be all yeah. over that. That's that's, that's yeah. definitely a bucket list for me too. But look, let's stop talking about guitars and indulging me too much. Let's talk about your shows because you are doing two very important shows: the Academy in Dublin, March 20th, 2024, and also the Limelight in Belfast the following night on the 21st. Yeah. For people who maybe are familiar with what you do in Foo Fighters, how would you describe what Chris Schiffler does solo? Um, I think of what it, it has evolved into over the years as just being kind of like country rock, you know? That's exactly um, how I would describe it. Yeah, it's like, it. I guess, you know, the current modern day genre term would be Americana, you yeah. know? It's yeah. kind of where it gets slotted into. Um, it's, to me, it's equal parts like you know stones meets social d meets uh, merle haggard or whatever you know it's it's all those influences kind of kind of jumbled up together yeah well look it's fantastic because i mean uh, as a rocker i love the foos i've been to see you guys so many times but like so many of your songs your solo stuff like west coast town and it's probably you know one everybody's familiar with but that is such a great tune wow thank you there's really there's interesting stuff i think for people to dive into uh you know and maybe expand what they're used to hearing you know that this is a genre that because country is big in ireland but it's not 
it's Garth Brooks is big in Ireland. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny. Like, I never think of what I do as being like straight up country music. Oh, not, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, it's tough to say because that just like I think all genres nowadays are kind of blending together in a way. Yeah. And so what country is or isn't is for one, it isn't really up to me to decide. And, and it's really, you know, there's a lot of sounds and styles that are kind of under that umbrella. So, yeah. you know, if people hear it, I think if, if people come from like more of a rock background, they hear my solo stuff and it just, it reads as country, but maybe if you're a country music fan, you hear it and it reads as, you know, some rock, more, more rock or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it just totally, sort of totally. depends on where you're coming from, but we kicked off, we actually did a tour over there in this past spring and we kicked it off in Dublin and had a really good show and it was just a nice starting point you know it just kind of set set the, set the mood yeah Excellent. set the tone so we're doing the exact same thing again and then we added belfast like i've never i've played belfast with foos before sure but i've never been there as a as a solo artist so well so, limelight's a great venue you, you really i yeah. mean academy is great sweaty love that place we've seen so many bands there but uh yeah you'll enjoy the limelight as well and speaking of the gigs you've done foos wise uh i mean you've obviously played everything from i mean i saw you in the point 2002 i've seen you in oh, most yeah. of the, the live shows and then of course slain was just ridiculous 2015 yeah like this thing of irish audiences being great i mean you chose to start both your solo tours here is that is it is it a true thing? You don't have to just say it because you're talking to this Irish audience. But like you know, it, it, there must be something. In it. A lot of acts choose to start to start runs or finish runs in Dublin. Yeah, um, it it just it works out for a number of reasons. But the crowds are fantastic. Yeah, I've never had a, never had a stinker there. You know, and I think <laughs> I I've, I think I've started every one of my solo tours there. Even if going back to the one I did in 2019, I feel like maybe. Did we start it there? Start there we, I don't I don't remember. I think I suppose, we started look, it there geographically. Too. There might be a reason too, right? It's the first thing you encounter as you come over the Atlantic. So well, usually now you can get a direct flight there. For years, you would have to fly through Heathrow and then backtrack. And so back, it's, yeah, it's nice yeah. now. You can yeah, you can either start or end there, and it, it sort of makes it makes the most sense. But um, I remember, yeah, that tour we did in 2019. We played Dublin, and then the very next night we played Brighton. Oh. And so we had this Looney Tunes day of like we played in Dublin, had a great show. You know, it's it's a gig. It's late. Yeah. You don't get to bed till the middle of the night. And then we had to be up at like five in the morning to catch a flight into London. We had just a crazy travel day um, yeah. to get to the, to get to the next gig. But yeah, we when, we'll we'll have no such problem this time because yes. we just have to go to Belfast the next day. So <laughs> easy breezy. So you can keep us up late. Excellent. We fully intend to. Um, yeah. And listen, just very quickly, uh, is it true that you, I mean, this is a shame because I think you're a nice guy, but is it true that you're an <laughs> Arsenal fan? <laughs> it is. Just only moments before I uh, jumped on this call, I was literally, I'm still like unpacking my stuff from the trip. And, a, yeah. and a, 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 there was a guy the other night that gave me one of those vintage, I, I, I don't know, remember, it's like an, from the 80s with the JVC logo on it. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I shirts. am indeed an Arsenal fan. And, uh, <sighs> and, and let, me, let me just. Fan, it pains me, but hey. <laughs> a lot, well, let me just enjoy it. 
Yeah, it's yeah. been a rough 20 years. Let me just enjoy it. We're having, we're having a good run. You yeah, know? I feel like I'm, I'm 10 years into my rough 20 years. So, yeah, I, I'll, I'll, let right. you, I'll let you enjoy it for now. And where did the yeah. love of, of football come from? Did you play uh, as a kid or what? I did play as a kid, um, not in any kind of serious way. Just like where I grew up, there was a, an organization called AYSO. And like everybody played soccer when I was a little right. kid. But nobody followed it. Yeah, at all like I didn't know anybody that followed the game and I don't remember it being on TV or anything you sort of you knew like Pele you know sure stuff like that you knew some of the some of the big names and there was like a, a league they tried to start when I was a little kid in America and it kind of didn't didn't really work out but um it wasn't until later I really kind of found it through rock and roll you know because I would you would see all your favorite bands from from overseas would have like soccer strips on and soccer scars and you just didn't know it just seemed like this exotic faraway thing and yeah um and then i read it was really when i read johnny rotten's first book that um no black no dogs no irish i don't know if you ever read that that book yeah 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 um and he talks about growing up in in north london and being an arsenal fan and i didn't even really understand it or know what it was but i just went that'll be my team okay Yeah, and, and then be- when I started touring over there, then I started to get to know it a little bit, and started going to games and okay. and um and seeing it, and and that just and 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 at that point, we were like in the glory days of like mm. you know the first half of Arsene Wenger being there, and you yes, know I remember those Gary Henry and Bergkamp, and you know yeah, there's yeah, that yeah. whole time, you know, so. Yeah, well, good time. you know, like I said, you're a great guitar player you're in great bands. You write great music, but you kind of everything, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Chris, we look forward to having our Irish audiences treat you to a big night in the Academy on the 20th of March and in Limelight in Belfast yeah. on the 21st. Get your tickets. Perfect Christmas present. I'll just say that right now. Yeah. Perfect Christmas present for everybody. And Chris, we'll see you when you're out here. Thanks so much for uh, talking today. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Dave Moore on Today FM Podcast.